is Breaking Bread with Brilliant Babes. I'm your host, Tatiana Jimenez. We're recording today in my tiny apartment in San Francisco, and my guest is Ryan Martin. Hello. Hi. Thanks so much for being on the show. Ryan is a fine artist and also works as a field project manager for a startup. And for any first-time listeners out there, our purpose is to shed some light on everyday people doing brilliant things. I invite them into my home, cook a meal, and then we eat together and chat about their careers and how they got where they are today. Today we're enjoying pulled jackfruit tacos. So Ryan, can you start by telling us a little about what you do currently and your career history up until this point? Currently I'm working as a fine artist and also working as a field project manager for a startup. And then I also teach a little bit as well. Oh, nice. So did you go to school for art? I'm assuming you did. I did. I went to the California College of the Arts, formerly known as California College of the Arts and Crafts in Oakland and San Francisco. Nice. So did you always want to paint specifically, or did you explore maybe performance art or something else? (laughs) Um... In high school, I really wanted to do fashion, actually, and I was accepted to the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising, but oh, then nice. I started, when I started taking life drawing classes, that's when I fell into drawing specifically, and then afterwards, painting. So. Mm-hmm. And I should do a nepotism alert that Ryan is my cousin. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> also, because I want to mention that I do remember when we were growing up, we would just like kind of draw Disney characters and stuff when yeah. we hung out and you were always way better than me. <laughs> oh, <no>. so, <laughs> so it sounds like you chose the right career. <laughs> but I guess um leading up to becoming becoming an artist, like did you just go to school, learn and then just become an artist? Like what was the process of kind of like putting yourself out there and I guess, showing your work and having people actually buy your work. Yeah, I think the hardest part, uh, actually, we'll probably get into that later, but I think (laughs) one of the harder parts for me was going or growing up in Orange County, which isn't known as this big cultural kind of mecca, Mm -hmm. even though like great things did come out of it, like ska movements and like certain fashion trends with surfwear and stuff, but mm-hmm. it wasn't I it wasn't at the time like looked at as this great place where fine artists, oil painters came from. Mm-hmm. You know, they all came from New York or overseas. So, um or LA if anything. Mm-hmm. So, for me, it was difficult to go to art school cuz I feel I wasn't a very artsy person. Mm-hmm. I was kind of just a big movie goer like every other person out in LA. But yeah, painting was something that I think in college, little by little, I started getting, I guess I started getting more cultured. Living in San Francisco and Oakland definitely helped with that. And then also being shamed by my professors, you know, to dig deeper into Mm -hmm. art, Mm -hmm. I think really helped. But uh, yeah, it wasn't until the California College of the Arts that I think I was really pressured into learning about art. And becoming more of an artist and Mm -hmm. getting a lip piercing and everything comes with it. (laughs) (laughs) So cool. (laughs) Dying your hair red and green. Uh Now I just look like average Joe, but (laughs) but in art school you had to do that. (laughs) Uh So I guess, do you want to talk a little bit about your, like, did you, when you graduated from high school, did you just go from high school into art school or did you have some time in between? 
Oh, I did. I was going through a strange time in my life where my parents were getting divorced, so everything mm-hmm. was put on hold. So I just did community college, mm-hmm. uh, which is where I was prepping myself to get into a fashion school. Oh, okay. Um, and that's when I was just doing life drawing. So I was working full time in retail, and then going to school full time. Well, I was working or I was going to school full time, and then working part time in retail. Yeah, gotcha. Um, just preparing a portfolio, and then that's when uh, I started oil painting, and I started thinking like, oh, maybe I'll go into illustration. Mm-hmm. And then because I was always worried about like I need a job. Yeah. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Again, in Orange County, like, I didn't know a lot of, about artists' lives. I didn't know, like, there's famous living artists, really, or Mm -hmm. living artists that have careers and sustain themselves that way. I thought that didn't happen anymore. But yeah, so that's how I kind of got into fine art, was when teachers started encouraging me, like, you kind of have a shot at this. You don't have to do just illustration or or graphic design. If you Mm -hmm. want to, you could probably pursue painting and I was like yeah okay (laughs) Uh that's terrific so I guess to kind of continue your story with the next question when 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 was the moment you felt that you broke into your industry or role I felt that happened when I started to oh that's a tough one I keep thinking Mm -hmm. of my life like an axe (laughs) I watch too many movies (laughs) but I'm like uh I think the main one was when I got my first studio visit with a prominent art dealer in San Francisco. Mm. That's when I felt like, oh, I got my first kind of crack at really doing this. Because mm-hmm. a lot of kids, I learned a lot of kids go to art school. There's hundreds of thousands of us around the world that feel like we're going to be the next great artist. Or at mm-hmm. least sell enough art to make a living. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, to have that first studio visit with my art dealer, I was like, oh, cool. Maybe I made it then. Or uh-huh. maybe that's my first break. Was he the first one to pay you a studio visit and he ended up being your dealer? Yeah. So it was, I kind of have, yeah, I feel like I kind of peaked really early, <laughs> like <laughs> right out of transitioning out of CCA. I had the opportunity to have that opportunity. Yeah. Oh, and that first break is actually an interesting story because uh-huh. I was hanging my artwork in the nave in the school, which is like the big central hallway that we all hang up our art. But this guy came up to me and said, hey, I, I teach here. I have a friend that owns a gallery. Why don't you give me your email and I'll forward you the work. And I hear this a lot of times, like most artists will hear this, like, and you're like, oh, they own a cafe, which is a great place to start and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's really wanting the, you know, to show in a gallery next because I'd shown it cafes or small galleries before. Mm-hmm. But then it ended up that, that teacher at my school ended up sharing the information to yeah the prominent gallery in San Francisco and when I got my email I'm like wait Mark Wolf Contemporary like that's in the same building that like my professors show in and you know so it's a really great gallery so I was like oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) and I actually kept emailing Mark my images because he had reached out to me like hey my friend a collector of mine with a gallery requested some uh to see that or or said that I should check out your work can you send me some examples 
I sent him examples and I never heard from him. I'm like, he hates it. He hates my art, I guess. <laughs> but then it's always important to follow up. So uh-huh. I went to the gallery and I said, hi, I'm Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> um, I sent you my images you requested. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, they must have just went to spam or something. Send them again. I'll look for them tonight. And oh then my gosh. I did it. So now I'm like, oh my gosh, if I would have never followed Whoa. through <laughs> like in person. Oh my God. Technology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spam filters. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Well, I guess along that journey, did you have a mentor and are you now uh, a mentor to others? I remember this question too that you ask other people and I'm always (laughs) like, I feel like I really identify with like my peers were really my mentors in school. Mm -hmm. Like we all pushed each other in the studio. We'd all be like, how come you're not painting tonight? You know, like Mm -hmm. let's go, go all meet up there and paint. But at the same time, I'd have to say like, I was working in the res halls and there was people in my, in my, uh, or like in student affairs who were actually like not art teachers or not artists mm-hmm. themselves, but were really mm-hmm. great examples and how to like lead your life and push for more and stuff. So I feel like mm-hmm. they taught me a lot. Um, yeah. but no, there's some artists who I follow their work. They don't know me, but I know them uh-huh. <laughs> and I learn from them every time I see their Instagram posts uh-huh. or something, but I like to think they're my mentors. Yeah. <laughs> nice (laughs) that's cool and then I know that you we might go into it more later but I know that you also teach art so do you do you feel like you have wisdom to share maybe (laughs) just like being in the industry for a while for like budding artists I think so I think some of it or I feel like I it's weird because on Instagram recently I get well not recently but like over the last year or so I'd say I've been getting a lot of questions like how to break into art and I'm mm. always in that place which I feel like a lot of us adults are where it's like I don't know you know like am yeah. I even doing it yet uh-huh. like am I even real really like I'm not an established artist but I'm a mid-career artist I'm like mm-hmm. well these are people who aren't even like emerging artists or just wanting to know what college to choose or they're wanting to know like why did I waste all my money on college now what do I do yeah. and I'd say the thing is it's like to be completely transparent <laughs> Mm-hmm. Full disclosure, only for Tatiana. <laughs> and <laughs> but, the listeners. Yeah, and the listeners. <laughs> but um, I like, yeah, well, t- we could talk about more too, but um, mm-hmm. I peaked early where I was living the dream, like being sustainable off selling my art. Mm-hmm. But then after the 2008, you know, the economic crash, mm-hmm. the art market fell and it was like, I've always had other work mm-hmm. besides art. So I feel like that's... Yeah advice I wish I heard like it's okay to get a job in retail mm-hmm. <laughs> like I had to do at the time yeah or teach or do something else um mm-hmm. wait tables whatever you want to do with your art mm-hmm. or for your art if it's going to make you happy yeah mm-hmm. not feel like you're selling out in any way <laughs> yeah yeah well cool well I guess what what has been your biggest career obstacle so far slash shittiest moment I would say the biggest obstacle, I have two. Okay. (laughs) One is early on, I showed at a gallery uh, in Southern California that still to this day has never paid me back my money. Whoa. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that's happened to a lot of artists. Mm. And now I don't need the money, but at the time it was like, I could have really used the money. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. But I feel like that's kind of probably a big bummer for myself or other artists 
Mm-hmm. And it's kind of um, just one of those things on principle now, like, at least hopefully donate that money if you're not going to pay me back to, yeah. <laughs> to somebody who, who's a young artist that could really use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd say the second thing is uh, the transition from CCA into, like, my first show was very rough. It was like, you're almost, like, homeless, like, sleeping mm-hmm. in a studio mm-hmm. for weeks just to get the paintings done because you're like, this is all I have. I just spent yeah. all my money on this. I want to make it work. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so that was a very scary time and shitty time. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I, I guess I'm not, I don't know how that works. Did you book the show and then create the work for it? Is that how that works? Um, or- at the time, the work was... I was working on it while I was um, finishing at CCA. Oh, okay. And then my art dealer had done a studio visit with me and really liked where I was going. And I had a really successful studio visit with a collector. Mm. And that's when I was offered a solo show at the gallery. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And that's when I was like, oh my goodness, this has to be great. And that's when yeah. I was like... Uh-huh. Every penny I had had to go to mm-hmm. <laughs> creating the paintings. Yeah. Oh wow. And also, should we mention that your studio, at least in the beginning, I don't I think your studio is probably your garage now where you live, but at yes. the time it was um in Oakland and it was pretty far from where you lived. <laughs> so <laughs> So would you spend the night I mean, we don't have to talk about that. I could edit it out. <laughs> but would you like kind of low-key live there sometimes (laughs) um the only time I low-key lived there or lived in was when I had a a secret basement studio um Mm. in the dorms that I was kind of living there yeah but the same for part of that time though I did have thankfully I had you know amazing friends who like shared a room with me they didn't have to share a room but they rented me a bed nice (laughs) right next to theirs we're really cozy but (laughs) but um (laughs) So I had that bed to go to, but I oftentimes uh-huh. just slept in the studio mm-hmm. just to get the work done on time for yeah. the show. Wow. Well, it was beautiful, so it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'll share some photos on the Instagram. <laughs> but um, I guess opposite of that... What was your biggest opportunity slash best moment? Aside from being offered the solo show, (laughs) my first solo show, I think the best opportunity was, I don't want people to think that it's all done alone. Like I got so much help from people. Like I wasn't the only one making sacrifices. Like family bought work. Your parents bought work. Mm -hmm. You bought work. (laughs) Um, Is it hanging up? I I don't see it. it. It's it's over there. (laughs) It's in the bookshelf. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so many cousins and family supported me mm-hmm. and then friends that I knew bought work early when I was a student. Mm-hmm. But the, I feel like one of the best moments that helped was that I remember was a teacher, I'll say her name, Linda Gary mm-hmm. <laughs> at California College of the Arts. She, um, I guess was laying into me productively and I just started crying cause I was like, she was wanting me to, I guess, be in my studio and be more present in San Francisco. But I was living in Oakland at the time, and mm-hmm. I just felt really torn because I was going to school full-time. I was working 30 hours a week on top of that and Whoa. trying to create great work. Yeah. And I told her, like, I want to paint big. I was painting on scrap wood at the time and canvases that, like, friends helped me buy or stretch. And mm-hmm. 
the next I told her that and then the next thing I knew was like I'd get a call while I was in the studio and it's like the dorms where I lived and worked at the time they'd call me and say hey some some teacher of yours just dropped off like these giant stretcher bars for you to like use for your paintings they're like five by eight feet and it was Linda who who brought by some canvases that Mm -hmm. ended up going in my first solo show yeah so I feel like that was a great moment it was not just her, but yeah, everyone who's kind of pitching in for the show. Yeah. So it's cool. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> lovely. Well, on this show, I also like to highlight what I call hidden talents. So things that are significant to our lives that we might not add to our resumes or are necessarily work-related. So I'm not sure what we're going to talk about. <laughs> You mentioned somewhat. Yeah. I do like to um, meal prep is something. Does mm. anyone follow that on Reddit? Like yeah. the meal prep. <laughs> and I like to think that's my hidden talent now or something. Yeah. <laughs> but I do post it more now. Yeah, you do post a lot of cool like bento box things. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you have a whole drawer filled of like yeah, every kind uh-huh. of bento box you that's can get. That's so cool. <laughs> that could be your next um, art project. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> documenting your bento boxes. I have a friend who does that for her daughter. And she'll take, like, really cool Instagram photos. Shout out to Jane. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, it's it's a work of art. Yeah. It's fun. But um, I guess, can we also talk a little bit about, because I think this is maybe a hidden talent, but I know you talk about it, so it's maybe not hidden, (laughs) but um, how you teach art to kids and adults. (laughs) Yeah. um, Again, to um, Uh be fully transparent, like, Uh I would like to think I make a living off of my art only. <laughs> but I love Oakland, San Francisco, the Bay Area. In order to do that, I feel like you got to have, like, three other jobs. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when you're an artist, that means you have to have, like, five other jobs. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, but I teach on Saturdays at um, a little private art school in San Francisco, uh, which is mostly children and then sometimes adults. And then I also teach at the Richmond Art Center to adults. And, then, yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's so cool. Yeah, and I did mention on, I think, the the call for questions on Instagram, but do you guys still do, like, the public art thing? Like, the the murals? I remember you were involved in that. Yeah, that's when I was working at the Attitudinal Healing Connection of Oakland, Mm. and we were doing a, or they're still working on it, actually, but I was Mm -hmm. invited to help them for the, um, on San Pablo and the 580 Freeway, near the California Hotel in Oakland. We painted like, yeah, 110 foot superhero mural. Oh, that's so cool. (laughs) I'll try to find a photo of that and share it with the listeners. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I painted that central figure. So it was a real honor. I was like, thank you so much. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. I will do my research and find it. Well, I guess, speaking of listeners, we could dive into the listener question portion of the episode. So the first question that I have is, or that a listener has, is what's the meaning or significance behind featuring both humans and animals together in your work? These are always the hardest questions for me. Because as an artist, you're supposed to know what to say when people are like, so what are your paintings about? And I'm like, I feel like I am the worst artist when it comes to that because I'm like, I don't like, I don't really know because I usually paint the paintings like arbitrarily. Yeah. I'll put in the central figure and then I don't know what's going to go in next. So then the next day I go in and I'm like, I feel like painting crows. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So 
but then afterwards I feel like I put a narrative in there and I'm like, it's Mm -hmm. about people living aside nature Mm -hmm. and everything good we're doing for nature and everything bad we're doing for nature. We come from nature. These are our brethren. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's one of the things I also really like about your paintings is that there's a lot of pop culture references in your paintings, which makes them, I mean, yeah, I to me, and I'm not like an art critic or anything, but I think your work is like a blend of pop art and like surrealism. Oh, it's so good to hear. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah. So I think like you know the whole like thing about pop art is that you know you're taking images that you're constantly like, saturated with. But then, like, you're kind of putting them in, like, different scenarios. Like, Spongebob is in one of your paintings. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, your paintings are, like, sometimes they feel very biblical. And then there's, like, I don't know. Yeah, like, Spongebob in, in the lake. Yeah. <laughs> like, I so, forgot about that painting, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're really great. So, um, the next question that we have is, what's your go-to music while you're painting? It's another hard one. I, I usually... <laughs> I, yeah, when I'm painting, if I'm painting for five to six hours or whatever, I usually have to have, like, a pretty eclectic mix of music. Uh, my singles mix that I made for myself would probably drive everyone crazy because it jumps <laughs> back and forth between, like, Eminem and Depeche Mode and, uh-huh. you know, like, a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, De- Depeche Mode is probably definitely my go-to. Mm-hmm. Or the Red Hot Chili Peppers always gets me... Yeah. started there's certain albums yeah i have to listen to to get me pumped to get set up mm-hmm. so those are my go-tos and i think this is a good question too because um i remember i think it might have been in that first show in san francisco where, where i was at because i'm your cousin <laughs> and also a fan but um i think a lot of your paintings were named after smith songs oh yeah smith's and tupac songs right yeah i like the idea of both those uh-huh. genres just being together because mm-hmm. I feel like it makes me very Orange County mainstream. I was like, say, yeah. I, I'm a consumer. <laughs> yeah, like, totally. So, yeah. And still, I think a lot of my paintings are still named after pop songs or okay. mainstream songs. I love that. It's kind of like Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I started <laughs> noticing that, like, every, one of, all of my favorite movies are, like, song titles. Oh. I don't know if you noticed that, but... What, what, can you get some Oh, examples? no, don't put me on the spot. <laughs> or like, Can't Buy Me Love. Oh, okay, you know, like, yeah. Like 80s Pretty movies. in pink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got it. That's great. Um, the next question we have is, how many hours does it take you to finish a painting? That one is still one that's always hard for me to log, because for oil painting, it you have to, you can only paint on it, or like, for my process, I only paint on it for an hour. Or so. Oh, okay. And then I leave it to dry mm-hmm. for a couple of days or a week and then come back to it. And then, so I always lose track. Mm-hmm. But I would guess, <laughs> like, maybe the fastest paintings are like 12 hours, the longest okay. ones are like 100. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. And then also, I'm sure there's the, because I see on Instagram you post a lot of like studies for your paintings. So there's like that process too, like planning them out, kind of, right? Or, uh, or you... typically I don't plan them out, but oh, I will like, okay. but maybe I would do like practice something or mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> to take like just dip my toe in the water, make yeah. sure it's going to be good. Let's see what this koi fish is going to look yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> so this next question is kind of a hefty one. 
But um, this listener says, I'm interested in understanding how someone uses their creativity to make a living. Is it hard to allow yourself to be fully creative if you have the stress of um, that being your livelihood? Uh, I feel like it was Mm -hmm. stressful. Like even when I was like in my excited early days, like yay, and able to kind of live and budget off of the the income that I got from paintings, yeah. right away I realized, like, I don't travel, I don't get to go home for Christmas, because I don't know when my next sale is going to happen, you know, mm-hmm. or, and that's when I was like, no, I need to have a career in order to have this career yeah. <laughs> as an artist, so mm-hmm. uh, I think that stress is there, but I feel a lot less stressful having other work than mm-hmm. art. Uh, I'm the happiest I've been now because of oh, that, good. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Well, the next question we have is kind of a fun question. This is this question comes from my sister, also known as Ryan's cousin, Ryan's other cousin. She asks, "Why haven't you ever painted Christina's face?" <laughs> um, what Christina doesn't know is that I actually paint her face underneath every painting I do. <laughs> So, Christina, I have painted you several dozen times. It's amazing. <laughs> They'll x-ray it, like, in a hundred years and find your face. It's going to be on the Discovery Channel. Yeah. Ancient aliens. <laughs> um, well, the last listener question that we ask all of our guests is, if you weren't a fine artist, what other types of work would you be interested in? Uh, I definitely think writing is mm. something that I really always like to do. Um, that's your hidden talent. Is that my hidden talent? Oh, no. <laughs> um, but no, I, I feel like yeah. I le- like, I mean, people, I think, always know me as a painter, but mm-hmm. I feel like I equally, like, I honestly feel like equally love writing as much as painting mm-hmm. and drawing, but I feel like yeah. in the time I was growing up, painting got recognition really easily because right. it's visual. You could see, mm-hmm. you could appreciate it in two, three seconds. Mm-hmm. Writing, you know, takes a lot more. It's tedious. Yeah. yeah. But you can we talk about the things that you've written? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I still have to give you a proof of a book to read. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> but you've written, I think, a couple books, right, that are, like, on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, maybe okay. I'll have them all ready or... Yeah, before then maybe i can plug that later (laughs) yeah yeah we're gonna um post this in january this will be the first episode oh okay so the second week of january so work on it gotta work on the book release by then (laughs) (laughs) oh my god okay cool so writing um well i i like to ask all of my guests um this question but what are you looking forward to this week uh, it's actually Christmas yes, this week, so <laughs> I'm really excited about seeing my family. Uh-huh. I usually go down once a year, uh-huh. so I'm really excited about oh, that. That's great. And then, do you have anything you'd like to plug or any resources that you'd like to talk about? Um, oh yeah, I would plug my website. I would yeah. always try to get traffic there. Yeah. Or my Instagram, Ryan uh-huh. Martin Art. Okay. Um, there's a shop. There's I try to make things affordable for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. My, Big oil paintings, I realize, like, a lot of my fans are, like, 16 mm-hmm. to 22-year-olds, and they can't afford that. Yeah. And I'm like, I know how frustrating that is when you love an artist's work, and you're like, I'll never have anything original exactly. by... So yeah. I always try to make sure there's always, like, mm-hmm. yeah, affordable work for 
college yeah. student. <laughs> and you have, yeah, it's like a good range because, um, and also for me, like there's been so many pieces that, like you did a series with one model and then you did like 30 paintings of that yeah. person. Um, and those sold out really fast, yeah. <laughs> but you have prints of those, of some of them. Yeah. Um, and then you also have like original drawings and sketches and stuff too, which I'm is I'm starting cool. to do, yeah, yeah, a lot more of those by so request. Cause okay. yeah. And because I'm doing the drawings anyways, I'm like, might as well put them. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, um, maybe I'll commission a, a sketch of Christina's face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a page of Christina's like many different faces. Yes. we'll work on that (laughs) well anyway ryan thank you so much for being on the show today yeah so much fun (laughs) this was great well to learn more about ryan and other topics we've covered on this episode head over to our website brilliantbabespodcast.com where you can also listen to previous episodes check out our event calendar and get the recipes for the dishes we make for each episode today's recipe was pulled jackfruit tacos follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and stay tuned for episodes every other tuesday take care everyone